and you're listening to Base Agenda. Hi, how you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda. Happy New Year to you. Nice to see the back of 2020. I don't think 2021 is going to be uh, much better for the first few months, but let's hope there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Special show for you. This one is uh, the 200th episode of Base Agenda. Bit of a milestone for me, so I wanted to uh, see if we could get three serious guests on. Do this one in style. And I'm pleased to say I managed to succeed in that. We've got uh, Dave Clark in part one. Great interview with him. Plus we'll blast through some of his material and a few other tracks that uh, come up in the interview. After that, we've got the amazing Alienata, Spanish DJ, representing... The dark electro sound tirelessly and in style over the last few years following that another absolute legend uk artist dj mastering engineer you name it he's done it and he's done it well the mighty keith tenniswood aka radioactive man in the mix and then i'll be rounding off the show looking at some recent decent tunes got some new dmx crew in there some new alavux Era Beauty and Serge Gazelle, and a few others as well. So, first up, Dave Clark. Gonna play uh, two or three tunes of his before we get into the interview. The interview was recorded back in uh, late November, so a few weeks ago now. But uh, I think the way things have been moving for the world right now, pretty much everything Dave said then still applies now. I'll be letting you know how you can get the track list for the show later on. For the time being, enjoy the ride.
it's uh, almost six years now since Dave Clark was on the show, so it was uh, great to catch up with him. First question, we talked about what it's been like for him in 2020, COVID-19, of course, and the state of politics in the world right now. to admit in the beginning of the year I was exhausted I did not take into account how exhausted I was uh, I believe I had some sort of corona-ish thing um, a little while back and I was really sick and I had pneumonia and I went back to work way too soon and it took me maybe four to six months to fully recover and of course I had the car accident a little while ago when I was being driven back from a festival and again, I pledged to myself that I was going to take time for myself, which I did a little bit, but um, I went back on the road again far too soon. And this situation itself, uh, the Corona, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, situation itself, really basically just put a full stop. It just didn't allow you to do anything. And I have to admit, for the first month, I had incredible guilt because I thought, well, if I'm not traveling, then I should be in the studio. And if I should be in the studio, I should be working. But you can't just turn on a tap like that. It doesn't work like that. Some people, um, I was listening to the radio uh, when, when this was kicking off, like pe- pe- people like Billy Bragg, they seem to have this switch, which is an incredible switch, where they can just switch it on and uh, be part of the situation and make that musical um, uh, an event for them. Uh, but for me, I was exhausted and I just decided that I needed to take some time and it just happened to coincide with a very, very early and beautiful spring and I took months to actually relax and get some sleep. It took me maybe two or three months to actually reset my body clock from 30 years of traveling non-stop and I really, really appreciated it and then I had little uh, periods of guilt and then I decided not to listen to those because I thought I'm going to go in the studio when it's ready, uh, when I feel good about it and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, I definitely felt zen, I definitely felt appreciative of a decision I should have made twice that I didn't do being taken for me. So um, yeah, I have to admit, and I also saw that there was a bubble about to burst and you know, with this bubble, it was clear that something was going to go shit wrong in the scene. I didn't see something shit wrong going in, in, in the whole world at that point. And I uh, saw that happening and uh, it actually did happen.
there's this famous English saying that states that uh, when the tide goes out you can see who's swimming without trunks on and that was very very clear from a lot of intelligent people that were in the music scene you can see what type of characters people were and I kept distant from a lot of people which I, I these people that revealed themselves to be the kind of people that I knew they were um, so you often find in times of, of drama, times of um, crisis, that people don't hold back who they really are anymore. They don't have this veneer of decency um, and it really, really comes out. And yes, it did uncover a lot of people. And yes, for example, with the RA resident advisor, uh, when they were talking about Save Our Scene at the very beginning, I was inherently against it because I felt what right has an organisation to take on behalf of, of people that, uh, you know, are also having a crisis, people that are the customers of, of what we've been doing for 10, 20, 30 years, and they're losing their jobs, they're, they're very concerned, and all of a sudden, you know, 100 euros or 200 euros for... Uh, for them at that particular moment of time is a massive amount of money it can mean the difference between eating for two weeks three weeks and for an organization to take that unilateral decision I thought was really poor taste you know we've seen what's happened with resident advisor that they got bailed out by the UK government the UK taxpayer uh, and they're an international organization so you know um, they write a lot about German artists about French artists and I feel that in this particular case it's, it's unfair and if they are going to justify it then they're going to have to wholly support the UK industry primarily because otherwise they would have gone down. Um, but I can go on forever about RA. Things like ADE 2021, well, I just did ADE 2020, which was really strange. Um, of course, I worked behind the scenes uh, a little bit, and uh, we were sort of having some office meetings, but not really a lot of Zoom calls. And then the Felix Meritas, which is where ADE has been for many, many years, um, but hasn't been for the last three years because of renovations, um, came online again, and I actually did two panels there, and the building itself felt amazing. And actually being behind, uh, in front of uh, television cameras was actually quite nice, uh, quite enjoyable. Um, and I felt maybe the panels were a little bit sharper because of it, less plain to the audience because you don't know who the audience are. Um, for ADE 2021, it's not something I'd like to predict right now. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Um, and it'll either happen, you know, by being an, uh, an event industry where people physically go or it be an online uh, event that has happened this year. Um, how do I think things are going to go forward? Well, personally, my instinct is saying that uh, we won't be touring to 95% of what we were doing uh, until maybe 2022, unless there's some miracle this winter that I can't foresee. And um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to being in the studio for the next six months, to be fair, and coming up with 
new music um, and see how that takes me. Um, how might business techno bounce back? Mm, uh, I think it will bounce back. I think it's inevitable because loads of people have invested loads of money into these people and they want a return for their investment. What worries me is that there's probably going to be um, some people that have had uh, large amounts of money given to them, taking over venues in various different countries and further diluting the essence of counterculture. But we'll have to see how that goes. a message from Detroit. This is Adult. And you are listening to Base Agenda. Base. 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 Thank you. 
So this whole Trump thing, um, I honestly thought he was going to win. And not because I want him to win, um, not because I like anything about him. I mean, those of you that have been following me will know that uh, any sane person has absolutely no feelings of any kindness towards Mr. Trump at all. But I did think he was going to win. And as it stands now, uh, they're still, the BBC is still saying 253. CNN are calling it. Um, I think even Fox News is starting to call it now. Um, I think if the press generally push it forward based upon what they feel is going to be correct, and they have held back for a while, I think that Trump is going to be in a situation where he looks like a, a bigger tosser than what he's ever been in his life, which is humongous. I mean, he's one of the world's humongous tossers that has ever existed, and now he's just going to be an even greater, bigger tosser. Um, I just wish he'd just fuck off, to be fair. I think he's just the worst person that could have ever been uh, president of the, of the US. Populism is here to stay, I think, because of commercialism, because if you look at all forms of art, let's look at this from an art perspective. If you look at all forms of art, from photography to fashion to um, actual artistry, whether that's painting or creating or music, of course, populism has been funneled at us with an incredible intensity by the internet. And a lot of people don't have the benefit of having independent tastemakers or independent environments where you can talk about things anymore. Time has been consumed by many other things, including endless scrolling, but time has gone. People have less time to invest in searching for less populistic things. I think populism probably is here to stay for quite some time. Um, it's going to take a complete sea change for people to really want to be countercultural again, because, I mean, what is counterculture now? What is... Is it being for Biden? Because Biden isn't exactly um, the best president. I mean, I seem to remember him uh, cancelling uh, a lot of uh, raves and stuff in, in Washington, I think, 20 years ago. But he's much better than Trump, of course, but he's still populistic. And the trouble is with politics, and I've said this many, many times before, is that the majority of policies are made with a five-year cycle in mind. And anything bold will be coming in in the first year or two of that person's election. And then afterwards, they'll play it calm and cool until they get hopefully re-elected. And I feel that with all politics, certain things have to be taken out of that cycle. And that means things like um, uh, the environment, things like uh, energy, things like uh, transportation, uh, things like infrastructure. I think they have to be on the 20-year um, loop where all parties are involved and they're not an election winner because it's for the benefit of everyone not the personality and politics now is massively about personality otherwise you wouldn't have ended up with uh, some idiot like Boris in charge as well
up in a minute, Dave's going to be talking about his uh, work with Mathilde Marcel, fantastic violinist. They've been collaborating, and still are collaborating, on some interesting fusion material. Dave's going to talk to you about that shortly. So Le Grand Echequier uh, came about from the project that I put together with Mathilde for variations which happened at Charles de Gaulle Airport 2019. For a few years they've been asking me to be part of this project and I declined because they kept insisting that I work with someone that I didn't know and the people they were suggesting although not familiar with were absolute amazing artists um, top of the top of the tier amazing artists but I felt instinctively that I would not have uh, a resonation with them as, as an artist to artist because of the cultural divide and sometimes the age divide as well because even though I'm 52 I still feel like I'm 35 and I know that a classical artist of 65 would feel like they're 65 probably and a while ago I was uh, past Matilda's uh, information and details and I felt yes I definitely want to work with this person and I kept call for two years and I said well I want to work with this person they kept saying no and then on the third year they said yes and then because of that and because of the success of Variations Le Grand Echequier, uh, the producers uh, saw it and they invited us uh, just on the strength of that and we had to do a piece that they chose for us um, they gave us a few choices but it wasn't something that came from the ether it was like we want you to do these pieces and because it was uh, just over three minutes uh, I, I capitulated and thought okay let's do it because it's going to be fun uh, I didn't actually know about Le Grand de Chequier, um, because obviously not being in France and watching French television but then after watching a few performances and reading on wiki the whole history of it I was like wow this is really a, a massive honor to be the first electronic artist first techno dj as well uh, to be invited there but i knew that we would be on the uh, end credits because they were taking a risk with us because we are quite edgy and they did dial back what i was doing a little bit but i have to be honest i don't mind because for two and a half minutes it was fine and i absolutely did enjoy it um it was a wonderful experience to be backstage hearing lots of artists whether they're opera singers or pianists or um, trombonists or whatever actually practicing and being part of a totally different backstage atmosphere it rubbed off on me and it felt very very good and very very relaxed of course I thought what the hell am I doing here um, compared to these people that have been studying for 7, 10, 20, 30 years at the top of their profession but I did get invited and so did Matilda of course who's an incredible violinist but it was a really sublime experience except for the fact that I knew there was going to be a lockdown it was heading that way and we arrived at uh, Gardino and an hour later it's like uh, Macron came on and said okay the next day we're going to be doing a lockdown so we just did it by the skin of our teeth um, and it was actually the first of the season and then it turned out to be the last of the season but uh, I am very very proud of being on there and I've had some wonderful messages from people and on Monday it is the end of our quarantine after coming back from Paris and we're going to resume and we're actually going to create things from scratch and my plan is to just enjoy 
being creative, not being pressured, just enjoy. So one day we might come up with nothing, another day we might think we need to work all night and just go with the flow without any commercial pressures, without any mental pressures and just let the music do the direction and uh, let the music do the timetable as well. You know, I grew up with classical music a little bit. Uh, my father used to play classical music really loud, and that was uh, very, very powerful to to hear. And also at school, um, uh, Gustav Holst was played to me, and for me that was actually my very, very first techno experience because it was the Planet Suite, and the teacher was playing it with uh, a film in the background, black and white film on on actual real. And it just felt like the first audiovisual uh, synergy that I'd ever seen, and it, it really took my breath away. I am absolutely awful for coming off the cuff uh, with people 
that uh, I should recommend. But I will say that with my other radio show called The Saga, I do go further into those different types of music, those hybrid kinds of music. And I think people like Andrew Wasalik, I hope I pronounced that correctly, or um, uh, Afro Deutscher, people like that uh, are very, very inspirational. Um, and of course, as well you know, being an A&R guy with the talented roster that you have, that a lot of electro artists have this within them without any difficulty whatsoever. And of course, there's other artists that cross over, people like Ford Foster, for example, that can do sonic textures that have insane amounts of depth. Dave mentioned a couple of uh, artists there that he sees as being uh, good examples of blending classical type textures with electro and techno structures. Thought we'd have a listen to a couple of those, so I've picked out some. Uh, first track from uh, Afro Deutscher, track called The Middle Middle, and then following out we've got two tracks coming up from Ford Foster, and then Dave's going to tell you a bit about his new, or fairly new, launched radio show.
This is Heinrich Dressel and you're listening to Base Agenda. Thank you. 
For a long, long time, I was considering doing another style of radio show because I love so much music and, and I don't ever feel pigeonholed by doing white noise. I feel like it's a pleasure and I think I'm up to 777 or 766 now, um, 776 now, um, and it's, it's doing its thing and it runs itself and I absolutely love it, um, but I felt that... I was always doing playlists to listen to music because I seldom listen to techno and I seldom listen to electro unless I'm working with it or if I happen to be in the gym or, or sometimes on the road, but not that often because obviously if you've been immersed in that kind of music for 30 years, it's not something you tend to listen to that often. And my musical um, knowledge and love is so wide to, to, to be just known as techno and electro seems a bit daft and so 2FM who I've been broadcasting with for ages and ages and ages uh, I was having dinner with them in uh, Yamamoto or yeah I can't remember the name of the restaurant um, I think it was Yamamoto um, on, on the side of Liffey and we both came up with it exactly the same time and it was like okay I need to do a radio show and what inspired it was I drive around Iceland a lot um, if I go there on holiday and that landscape requires its own kind of music and the music reflects off the bleakness and the majesty of the landscape and I just did like a 90 hour um, uh, playlist to play around whilst driving uh, around uh, Iceland looking for photo places to take shoots and it just worked really well together and I thought okay I need to do this in reality as well and that's how the saga started which is called the saga because obviously Iceland has many tales which are called sagas and I thought okay I need to do this because for me Iceland is my spiritual place I cannot explain how or why but it really is and that's why uh, the saga radio show started and I wanted to do it once a month because at that time I still had like a very busy international touring schedule and then I said to the guys at 2FM look you know we're going to be locked down it's probably going to be a long time now on and off uh, I don't think I'm going to be touring for at least a year and a half two years can I go uh, bi-weekly and they agreed and as for the new music yes absolutely but also I want to play lots of older music as well things that really shaped who I am as a personality from the obvious references that I've always given things like uh, The Damned of course but other things as well like more left field that you might not know about and try to put them together and when you listen to the saga the show is, it's been one of my sayings all the time it takes as long to make as it does to listen to because I'm not one of these people that really likes to do overdubs or getting it right or getting it wrong it has to be in the flow so uh, the saga is an hour or an hour and five minutes sometimes to listen to and that's exactly how long it takes it's done live without rehearsal I work out what tracks I want to play and how I want to do it
thought I'd pick a track out uh, from the Saga series radio show that Dave's been running. Uh, give you a flavour of the kind of stuff he plays on there, which is kind of hard to do because uh, it's very, very eclectic show. But this one really stuck out for me in the first episode. Love the bass guitar on this one. This is the Claypool Lennon of Delirium track called Amethyst Realm, which I believe Dave originally heard in an airport somewhere. In a moment, Dave's going to talk about uh, the influence of John Peel. It's well documented how John's support helped Dave. It's also fairly well documented that I believe Dave's helped me and Base Agenda in a similar way. Lots more coming up.
plays a part in me being known by any of you and I would not be known if it wasn't for John. It just wouldn't have happened. I was being blocked, um, rightly or wrongly, by other DJs on national radio and I had no interest from anyone really of any consequence. And then John really pushed it forward and then whenever John pushed anything forward, we'd find other tastemaker DJs sort of following his wake because he did the first steps and he broke it through and then other people want to get on top of that which is which is okay but without John you wouldn't have even heard of me but I do think it's absolutely vital and absolutely important to represent the scene because especially now where you have uh, radio shows that are just done on the back of a record label and maybe you can sign a, a track there and it's made of the tracks that are signed there and it's so self-promoting and the beauty of white noise is that I just do it for the music that comes out that I love. even now in the middle of corona there's like three or four hundred tracks you have to listen to every week and i do it and i also extended that at the very very beginning when i first did uh, some live uh, broadcasts i think the first one was for suenda festival and i made sure that almost every single track that i played was unreleased at that point or promo and i've done that throughout all of the um uh, live uh, broadcasts for 3fm uh, for uh, Lovelands uh, because a lot of these artists especially the techno artists are making music that's probably going to be forgotten about because it just keeps going forward and I wanted to give them the joy of their strong tracks being played out by uh, you know in, in a sort of club environment so people can really really enjoy it and yeah uh, so it is in my duty a lot of we find a lot of DJs will pull the ladder up after them once they've climbed up it and you know, um, I don't get paid for white noise. In fact, it costs me money. And I do it, again, out of love. But I know some DJs that don't need to be paid and they refuse to do it because they're not getting paid. And I think that sucks. I think that's really um, a really selfish attitude.
Listen to me. What we do here, it's fucking essential. It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's not, it's not, that's the only reason to make music. Music, music, music.
This is Dede Kadaver from the Neon Judgment and Neon Electronics. You're listening to Base Agenda. this year and I've done some paid magazine work too um, I was uh, starting off really just taking photos of artists and artists within the scene and of course a lot of those artists uh, are not working right now don't have anything to promote I mean I had an, a possibility of an album shoot that I was going to do in Paris at the same time as the Grand Chequier but it's very very difficult because artists are having a very very tough time um, but my first uh, part of photography was to take photo of artists because I believe I can get who they are and what they do at the same time. And so that's what I was going to do. Um, as for other kinds of photography, you'll have to wait and see on that because I've got lots of ideas and I'm not going to talk about them until they're actually in the bag. I hope that makes sense. But I absolutely adore photography. It's another thing that my father subliminally passed on to me. And uh, I'm very, very grateful for that. I'm really very grateful. And I get, when I take a photo and I've got the money shot, um, whether that's a picture of uh, a cityscape or something, the amount of excitement I get, I feel like I'm that six or seven year old child of something that's just amazing that's just happened. And I love that. It's the same feeling as when you finally get a sound to work with another sound. I think it's important to be as complete an artist as you are and not to undersell or oversell yourself and you see some artists that maybe overstretch their mandate just a little bit and see some others that are maybe too scared to 
go that little bit further and I think what's happening with lockdown is a lot of people are actually learning how to finally produce music uh, without ghost producers um, so I think yes I'm going to ex- I'm going to expand and uh, but again I'm not going to tell you how because I'm not being cryptic or anything but I just I want to keep everything in the bag until the bag comes out um, but yeah I mean my head is completely clear now I'm not exhausted, I'm not fatigued, and I'm excited about the future, whatever that is, but it's a future of freedom, and that's a really cool thing. Look what happened to Techno. It got completely taken over by uh, Money Men, and I don't want that to happen to Electro and sometimes you hear things a little bit of a crossover with an okay artist but you hear things like we say for example Christine and the Queens and you go okay so she's understanding that Electro is interesting but um, I just hope it won't cross over but then again who am I to hold back the success of people that have worked hard for it we have to see um, I mean people like Stingray Stingray's done a lot of good for the scene absolutely I was happy to have him at Whip It and you know i don't think stingray is ever going to be uh selling out or moving to an agency just to earn money uh he he believes in the music and if people are like that then it's a good uh, way going forward but you know you have to admit that electro right now in the lockdown hasn't gone down it's the quality has gone up and not just a bit but severely so i think uh, electro still has legs in it
Track of part one of the show, Dave Clark's remix of Gazelle Twin, track called Exorcise, taken from his uh, Charcoal Eyes remixes from Amsterdam album. Coming up after this, we've got Alienata in the mix, really excited about that one. Plus, we've got Radioactive Man coming up later on, too. The final question I asked Dave was if he knew that there was going to be another hard lockdown, what would he have to have with him to get through it? have to have BBC Radio 6 uh, because um, especially in the evening they play lovely music and I love listening to it. It's uh, good music to listen to when you're having food and um, you know they play a lot of good artists. Um, I'm not so keen in the morning when they try to have a rave up and all of a sudden they're playing music that the BBC have absolutely neglected for 30 years but hey I'm a purist I can't stop that sort of thing. The good thing about being creative is you don't need to actually be a consumer, you can actually make stuff. I'm going to say I want my camera, uh, and I want my studio, and I want my pen, and I just want to create. I'm on the way, with my body 
to Deep Space Radio. Drop. 
and you're listening to the number one underground bass agenda.
Helena Hauch und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio.
Princess Missoula, and you will listen to the wonderful Fates Agenda.
Sestrian and you're listening to Bass Agenda.
Great mix from Alienata, love and thanks out to her. Amazing DJ, amazing taste, so passionate and so hardworking too. All the best to her for uh, 2021. Be sure to check her out on all the socials. Be sure to check her label out as well, Discos and Tonicos. Something like that anyway. <laughs> Next up, the mighty radioactive man in the mix. A worldwide voice in electronic and dance music. Deep Space Radio. DeepSpaceRadio.com
This is Heidi Sabretooth, and you are listening to Base Agenda.
This is DJ Dex, aka Nomadico of Underground Resistance, and you are listening to Base Agenda.
is ADJ and you are listening to Base Agenda.
Radioactive Man. Been a fan of his for a long time. Real thrilled to have him on the show. Perfect that it was on uh, Base Agenda 200. Great way to celebrate. Thanks to you, man. Hope 2021 treats you well. Got about uh, half an hour or so left of the show, so I'm going to hit some promos. A few other bits and pieces that have got my attention over the last uh, couple of weeks. Got new stuff from The Ghost of Walks, Alavux, plenty more as well. We're going to kick off, though, with Dwell's track called Using Them in Jerusalem. This is Dwells, Miami, Florida. Divine Disorder Crew, CHP, and you are listening to the Base Agenda Show.
Anthony Roter and you are listening to Base Agenda.
Hello, I am Aero Beauty and you're listening to Base Agenda.
quick catch up for you after dwells we heard uh, something new there from Anthony Rota track called Darker Places then into something fantastic from The Ghost That Walks track called The Ghost of Salsa then into Era Beauty and Serge Gazelle track called Delusions that's taken from the uh, Fundamental Bass Intelligence compilation that came out recently I believe there's a crowdfund going on on crates to uh, get a vinyl version of that made up too so uh, be sure to donate in there if you want that one on vinyl then into Mad by Mike track by Alavux and the track we're sitting on top of right now is something new from DMX Crew track called Vacuum Surfers comes out next week I believe on uh, Cultivated Electronics
Hello, this is Lego Welt. You're listening to Bass Agenda. This one uh, is called Arlanda by Machino. Before that, you had Arnold is Dancing, a track called Low Certification. Before that, a track called uh, Unstable by OCB. Right up to the end of the show. Thanks to you for listening. Huge amounts of love and respect and thanks out to Dave Clark for his second appearance on the show, to Alienata and to Radioactive Man as well for making this one really special. As always, the full track list download of the show will be up on soundcloud.com slash bassagenda also on uh, bassagenda.co.uk and on the iTunes feed as well at some point over the weekend I'll be back next month with a brand new show for you in the meantime deepspaceradio.com will keep playing shows from the archive every Friday just going to squeeze in one more track a track called Infinite Wisdom by Paracas Tapara taken from the uh, Infinite Wisdom album just came out recently on Bandcamp be sure to check that out 
on a more ambient abstract tip really nice stuff can't wait to see what 2021 brings us musically stay safe enjoy your weekend cheers
Yo, this is DJ Digital. Thanks again for checking out Andy on the Base Agenda Show. 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 Base Agenda Show.